Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Hello, Edith. Did you hear? There's a new party line. Come join the party line with your hosts, Gina Renee and Donna Lyons. You pick the topic, they talk, you join in. It's that simple. Grab your coffee, dial your phone, and let's get the party line buzzing. Donna Lyons coming to you from Washington, D.C., and the other host is Gina Renee coming to you from Northern California. Today, our show is really about grandparents, and uh, it's because Gina and I are grandparents, and it's very special, Um, and my daughter had her son on March 7th, so it was a big deal for us. Easton Cash was born and brought into this world. I also have Sean, Lily, Avery and our little Easton now, and Gina will tell you her grandkids' name in a second, but every 20 seconds now, a new grandparent is born, which means that every 20 seconds, a grown-up gets to pick a new special name, and who knew there could be such great love? Who knew that a simple name on the lips of a child, like grandma, or glamma, mama, papa, grammy, could jumpstart your heart? We all have had a grandparent in our lives, uh, and they're so endearing to us, that we always give them a special name. And sometimes it's just grandma. I've been, uh, my son, Sean, grandson, Sean calls me grandma, but I like it to be called glamma. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Gina, good morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. <laughs> I think you need to turn, you need to turn your thing up a little louder. It sounds low. Hold on. Maybe it's, maybe it's me. <laughs> I think it's you. Hold on. Okay. I don't know how You're to good. make all these. Can you hear me? Yeah, just talk right into your phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think it's too early today. You know what? I'm exhausted because I literally flew on a plane yesterday morning at 6 a.m. to get home from being in Texas for two weeks, um, helping Britt out because she had Easton and she had a C-section, so it's a little more difficult, the healing process. And she needed help with Avery, who's two years old, and um, I'm exhausted. I'm wiped out. <laughs> I know. It's it's exhausting being a grandma sometimes. <laughs> it's a lot of work playing with our kids. I don't remember playing with my kids like I play with my grandkids. And that's true. And that's what's so fun about it. I I I go there, and I just spoil them rotten, and I get to leave. And I can feed her sugar and do whatever I want. And then I just kind of go, hey, see you later. she's all yours. But she's a, she is a, my granddaughter is, she is, <laughs> she's such an actress. I'm telling you, she's, she needs to be on television. I don't know where she gets that from. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I bet she likes shoes too, huh? <laughs> shoes and sunglasses. <laughs> I'm training her well. Yes. She's so cute. Yeah, I used to hate, you know, parents when I'd have when I had my kids and you would go to a high school reunion, you know, and you hadn't seen these people in like 10, 15, 20, 25 years and you know, I, I noticed that, like, the first time I went to reunion, you know, people would show up and they'd be like, what have you done? Well, I had kids, and I'm thinking, of, of course that's what you did, you know, and then all of a sudden they pull out these pictures that were a mile oh, long of their kids, and I would be like, put those away. I've just spent 12 hours with my kids. Last thing I want to do is look at your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is my night out. We all have kids, you know, and then I noticed as I got older and you go back people stopped showing pictures of their kids and then they'd start pulling out photo albums of their grandkids. <laughs> yeah. This is true. You know, this is true. it was amazing. And I know for me personally, I show more pictures of my grandkids than I did my kids. I don't know if you do that. I think it's easy. It's, and it's easily accessible now. I mean, they're right there on our phones. It's not like you have to pull out a book. It's like right there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Cause my grandkids are on my, um, on my, what do you call it? On your cell phone. When the when the screen goes dead and you pop so it up, there they are. Your list of grandkids. I named mine. So tell everybody the names of your grandchildren because they're so sweet. I love them all. Okay, well do me a favor. Tell me a grandmother story so I can write all their names down. <laughs> 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 because between my husband and I, we have a lot of grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I figure this is what I figure. If they can give me a grandma name. I should just be able to invent a grandchild name. There you, know you go. I mean? Like, yeah. just call that grandchild, grandchild. So hey, that way grand, it doesn't matter. Grandchild one, grandchild two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of thinking a, that. Hey, it's like thing one and thing two. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of thinking about that. <laughs> well, it's confusing. I got my two oldest granddaughters are Cadence and Candace. And I am always calling them the wrong names. And then we we spend five minutes going, you know, Mama, I'm not Candace, or Mama, I'm not Cadence, or, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, does it really matter? <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's a lot. We have I have a lot of grandkids, a lot. Well, how many do you guys have now to, between the two of you? Okay, keep talking, like I said. So let's see. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> you should know it like that, Gina. I know, I should. But remember, it's 8 o'clock California time. <laughs> and you're, <laughs> you've been awake a little bit longer than I have. And let's just see. Oh, so my five, God. six. Wait, I'm just going to do the math. Okay, so six. Don't hurt yourself. Okay. I know. <laughs> No, I'm really serious. This isn't funny. I told you. I think I'm getting Alzheimer's or something. Okay. So six and then two and then two. I'm not kidding. And then two. Okay. Two, two, one. I'm like 12 now. Two. <laughs> okay. So I'm up to 12. Okay. So wait, you're, you're throwing me off. So two, two, one, two, and two. Okay. So six, eight, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 grandkids. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that's a lot. And I actually threw in an extra one. He's not born yet. He'll be here on uh, May 21st, Colt Jameson. Oh, I can't But I added wait. him into the five. What? I can't wait. I have, um, you know, I have my four, but um, 
they, uh, Brittany and Trevor both said they're not having any more. So I think I'm stuck with four and I'm good with that. I'm okay. Like I am happy. I think I'm stuck with four. (laughs) (laughs) I should say only four. I think I'm stuck with only four. I would love to have like a a ton of them, but you know, Gina, you know me, spoil them so badly. I spend so much money that. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe your Christmas. I would have to split that even like five ways then. And that's not cool. (laughs) I know. And you know me, I give my kids and my gift to them as a, as a Bible lesson. (laughs) 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 It's way cheaper. It's totally inspirational. (laughs) And I can afford to get the same one over and over again. (laughs) 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 With that many grandkids, that's a lot of grandkids right there. So your kids call you mama. How did that come about? I know I feel really bad because I was talking to my son about that a couple months ago. And when he heard the story, he was all, really, that's the story? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I thought you, you know, you called yourself mama because Cadence couldn't say grandma. (laughs) And I'm all, no, but you can stick to that story. You know, that's a good one. But um, no, honestly, um, I my favorite movie was Gone with the Wind. Remember Gone with the Wind? Yes. I love that movie. And remember how she had that Mammy? Yes. Remember Mammy? And I just loved her personality. Like she always had the wise things to say. And she was always given like these lessons. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I want to be called Mammy. And then I was telling my grandma that one day, my nanny, my nanny. <laughs> and I was probably, Is that what you called your grandma, nanny? Yeah, my grandma was nanny. Yeah, she was nanny. And I was telling her one day because we were talking about, you know, grandma names. And I said, you know, someday I want to be called Mammy. And she said, hold on, I have something for you. And so she went into a cupboard and she pulled out this um, World's Fair, uh, it was called the Depression Glass, and it was made Uh like in the 1920s. And she said, here, I have something for you. She goes, it says Mammy on it. And I looked at it and said, (laughs) Mammal. My my grandmother couldn't spell. I loved her. She was as smart as a whip, but she couldn't spell. And so I looked at her and I said, this is Mamma. And she goes, isn't that Mammy? I said, no, that's Mamma. And so I, I loved it. And so I have been, I carried that thing around with me my whole life. And when my son and daughter-in-law came in and told me they were pregnant and they were going to have a baby, that cup was sitting on my shelf. And I remember oh I looked up at it and I said, yay, I'm going to be a Mamma. And that's how I got my Mamma name. That's cute. That's a, that's a long story, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's cute. True. But I love those stories. I love those I know, stories. right? Yeah, yeah. And it, then there's some really, like, really weird names out there, too. Like what? You know? Well, I mean, I've heard there's, <laughs> like, G-Pa, like, Grandpa, instead of Grandpa, they go G-Pa. You know, what are we? <laughs> Grando. What's that, uh, Grandpa? Some of the other ones I I was, um, Duty. Who calls who calls their grandparent duty? You know what that sounds These like. Real names. <laughs> These are like legitimate names that are on a website. Okay. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's seriously. a lot. My grandfather, we used to call him Popo. Popo. Have you ever heard of that? A nanny and Popo. Well, and po- then my what husband. Is, Popo? is it a 
it's actually, um, well, I guess in Hawaii they call hors d'oeuvres hors poo-poos or something. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, so I think he was meant to be a poo-poo. I'm not sure, but it ended up popo. So, <laughs> so we have Nanny and popo. Yeah, I think that's I think that's how it started out. I'm not quite sure, but kind of stuck with that story. We kind of switched it, so it wasn't so bad. But yeah, I loved how, and part of because they had a name, I wanted a name. I just didn't want to be Grandma Gina. Yeah. See, my mine call me Grandma or Grammy, but I go by Glamma too. Mm. Well, that totally. <laughs> That totally and that is you. a woman who possesses all manners of desirable grandmotherly qualities, but they're far too young and vivacious and gorgeous and glamorous to be <laughs> I like it. Well, that does fit you. That well, does fit you. Thank you. Thank well, you. I know, like, I have uh, Roland's two grandsons call me Gina Grandma, and I love that. That's, like, That's super cute. cute. Yeah, they run in Gina Grandma, Gina Grandma, and then we have another granddaughter that calls me Gigi for Grandma Gina. So in some ways, it just depends. And then my one granddaughter, we went from Mama, and I know you know Brooklyn, yeah, the middle one is so cute because I noticed last time she was visiting me, she changed it from Mama to Mima. <laughs> so I was Aww. like, okay, what, whatever, whatever people want to call me, I don't care as long as I know they're talking to me, we're okay. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Have they, have they ever called you by your first name just without anything? No, never. Avery started that because she heard me. <laughs> she heard me say something to Kyle, and I'm like, Kyle. And she turns around, and she goes, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they will and mimic. Said, yeah. Oh, she totally mimics everything. She's at that age, two years old, two and a half, actually. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Kids it are, is. Kids like, are so cute. Yeah, and Easton's just adorable. We're, like, so blessed to have him right now. He's our true little Texan. He was born in Texas, so we'll see what, what happens <laughs> with him. He's going to be riding horses, rounding up the cattle. That was really that was brilliant of you to say he's a real Texan. He was born in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did say it early, didn't you? And I did say I'm exhausted. I'm barely functioning right now. I mean, oh, my gosh. Well, I must be a true San Bernardinian or whatever you call it. Because <laughs> I was born in San Bernardino. <laughs> That's hilarious. San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. It was just funny. I, I, it was just funny when you said One that. One of the nicknames Texan. for San Bernardino is San Berdu. I know. God, do I know that. I know that. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm a true one of those. That's why well, I know. I was, born in, I was born in Illinois. Did you know that? Were you really? What part? Everybody thinks, every, everybody thinks I was, you know, in California my whole life. Oh, we moved when I was like one to California. And I was in Huntington Beach my whole life. But, yeah, I was born in Evanston. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, My mom was born in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, Gary, yeah. Indiana. Do you know where that is? Gary, Indiana. Yeah, there's a song for that. Oh, they have to because nobody would know where it is if they didn't sing about <laughs> it. <laughs> Somebody probably trying to find it made it up on their way there. <laughs> Actually, Chicago is one of my most favorite cities. I think it's the, the coolest city. It's one of them. I know. My daughter's husband's from Chicago, and she just says, Mom, you got to go check it out. You'd love it. 
So it is. It's so cool. And I still have cousins. All my cousins still live there. And they're out by Lake Geneva and all those places and in the heart of Chicago. But, yeah. And then we actually, my dad was transferred and we moved back for like two years to Deerfield, Illinois, and then and back to Huntington Beach. It was weird. It was like he just got transferred for those two years and then we moved back. But I remember. Well, I know why you came out here like right everybody else. What's that? Well, it's so cold. I remember my grandfather told the story. I think they moved here in like, let's see, 1940-something. And he said they were in Chicago and he was so cold and he worked at a steel mill and he just said it was just so freezing. So he loaded up, he sold everything, bought a little eight-foot trailer, loaded his wife and his three kids, and he said, I'm just driving. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he drove, and when he got to Cajon Pass that overlooked San Bernardino, he said he looked out, and it was so beautiful because back in the day that whole area was nothing but orange fields, you know, right, yeah. orchards. And he said you could, it was just warm and beautiful. And he said he drove down that place and found a trailer park, and that's where they lived. He ended up becoming a contractor and building homes and stuff. But I always love that story. I mean, I can't even imagine just loading up my three kids and getting a small trailer and just driving until you found some place that you like. <laughs> well, you know what? My grandparents did that because my grandfather was starting to get arthritis, and they lived in Chicago for years. And they ended up moving to Tucson, Arizona because of the, the heat. And, you know, not having, it's not really humid. It's that dry heat. And they loaded up everything and moved there. They ended up there for something like 65 years in Tucson, Arizona, because they could not stand the cold any longer. They did the same thing. I don't like cold. Yeah, I don't like cold. I see why as you get older, you move to like Florida. I used to love the cold. Isn't it the first day of spring tomorrow? Yeah, I think think it it is. is. Yeah, and we're supposed to get snow. We left Texas. It was like 85 degrees. It was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And the kids live on a little ranch. It's just a, it's, it's adorable where they live. That whole area, it's just beautiful trees, and there's cows in the distance, and just beautiful. So we sat outside a lot, and we left in just like jeans and T-shirts, got here, and it was literally like 28 degrees. I was going, oh, my God. And then I was seeing on the news this morning, we might get, um, we're definitely getting rain, but it could turn into snow in the early afternoon. Isn't that amazing? I know. It goes from really warm. It was really cold last weekend. And then on Saturday, we had, with the grandkids, had a St. Patrick's Day party, and Roland made a fire pit. And we were hoping that it wouldn't rain because we wanted to be outside. And so the weather was perfect. It got warm, and now we're back to cold again. And I think it's supposed to rain all this week, I think. So it goes, it's kind of weird weather. It goes from it really is. warm to spring weather to, to freezing weather. January to, like, mid-March is just the worst weather. It really is. It's just so dreary and cold. And, it, and everywhere it's like that. You just never know. Oh, so you might not want to pick up that one. <laughs> why? Hold on. Let me look. I might have got the area code wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's one of those days, right? Let me check. Speaking of corned beef and cabbage, I have to tell you, my daughter is a phenomenal cook. She made a corned beef and cabbage in her slow cooker. Remember you and I were talking about it? Yes. And you said that you and Roland had tried it one time and it came out real tough. 
she cooked it in Guinness beer. Oh my, it was probably the best corned beef I've ever had in my life. It and turned out it was it like the, the crock pot. What's that? She did it in the crock pot. Yeah, she cooked it real slow for like eight hours. Oh my god, it was seriously. She is such a good cook. We were in that heaven. is amazing. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I know this phone number, and he's gonna get mad. My dad actually called in. Oh, so I want you dad. to un. We're I want you. Answer. Yeah, he's got the best stories, and he. Whenever I talk to him, he tells me stories about his dad or his grandpa. So I want you to at, click on there and say hi to him, and I'm gonna make him tell us a story. Okay. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I just thought I'd just sneak a, a peek. And see what's going on. How you guys no, doing? I just saw your number. And I'm like, you know what? He has the best, like, stories. So I want you to tell. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We always, Donna knows our story. And I always say how we reconnect through stories, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's how we've really gotten to reconnect. Because, you know, so for people that don't know, my dad's on the line right now. We went through a lot of years without communicating. And not because of anything we did, just circumstances. So now, for the past, I would say, like, six years, every time I get in the car and I drive, I call him, and we just tell each other stories of all the years that we missed, and it's been really fun. So today, Dad, our topic is about grandparents, you know, becoming a grandparent story. And I know because of the time that we missed, you know, I have introduced you um, to my kids through stories about my kids, right? Oh, sure. So it's really important to share stories. But do you have any stories? that you remember that you'd want to share, like something important about, like, your grandparent? Oh, my grandparents, yeah. Well, my grandmother used to call me uh, Bub all the time. I couldn't understand that when I was a little kid. You know, who calls a kid Bub all the time? (laughs) (laughs) And then my other grandma, I called her Mama, and she was famous for making noodles for me. I loved noodles, and uh, when I was a little kid, and I'd go visit her, uh, she would let me cut the, the noodles. And I always looked forward to that. That was really a big highlight in my game. And also, she would keep a box of raisins in her pantry. They used to have pantries back in, you know, back in those days. And in the summertime, when you walked into the, uh, the pantry, you could smell the raisins. And I, and I remember I'd take the box of raisins off and just take a nice scent of the of the raisins and so even to this day when i get a box of raisins the first thing i do is open them up and i can imagine myself back in my grandmother's pantry you know getting a whiff of those raisins if that makes sense (laughs) to you at all oh it does yeah smells are important too yeah well it's the small things that you remember in lifetime you know like my relationship with you are all based on old memories that I've carried through the years, you know, even then when, when we weren't around together. But uh, like the times we went to Disneyland and things like that, uh, old memories, are you carry them with you your whole life. No, it's really true because Donna knows the last time I saw my dad as a child, I was 12. Right. And then when I saw him again, I was in my 40s. <laughs> yeah. And so to open that door, you know, and I'm sure – you know, I can still remember that because the last time I saw him, he was, you know, almost my age, you know, and the last time he saw me, I was a child. Right. And so it's true when you say, you know, memories, um, 
yeah, it's amazing how that's so important. And even like with grandparents, that's what we do. We make memories because unfortunately, and I think this is a big one, we're not going to be around. I mean, if, unless we live to be like 100, we'll be able to see our kids have kids, you know. Right. But most grandparents right. don't get that. You know, you'll get to see your maybe ch- your child will graduate high school. You might get to see them get married. You might get to see them, you know, have a few kids up to a certain age. But then, you know, life just has this progression, and the only thing those grandkids actually end up with are your memories. That's oh, right. really yeah, important yeah, but... to, you know, to create them. Like you were saying that, you know, about memories. That's what I have, memories of Nanny cooking, like even stuffed cabbage. I, you know, my grandmother could not cook, but I remember the smells <laughs> of her really bad cooking. <laughs> no, that was the one thing I remember about your grandmother. When I started dating your mother, I would go over to your ho- their house, and she was always cooking cabbage. and so later on I got you know I sort of liked it and then later on when you know I was separated from your family and everything I would still cook cabbage by myself and uh, you know it's funny how these things link up and you don't even realize what's happening and the other thing she used to make was bell peppers all the time do you remember that Stuffed bell peppers. And, you know, those are the only things I cooked, Donna, because of my grandmother, because my grandmother pretty much, like, taught me everything, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I remember when I, I was working at the bank, and it would be, I remember this one girl, she just got married, and I was in the lunchroom with her, and she was worried because she didn't know how to cook. And so, <laughs> so I said, well, I got a recipe for you. So I wrote down the bell pepper recipe for her, and she went home that night and fixed the bell pepper for her new husband. And she'd come back, and she was so happy because it worked out so well for her. So you see how those <laughs> things link up, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, see, the things that we teach, like Donna, is going to teach her grandkids how to shop. <laughs> <laughs> Donna wow. is my shopper. She's my glamma. That woman, uh-huh. no, she's amazing. <laughs> oh, and those God. are fun times, too. You know, do, like you just said, the trips to Disneyland, anything that we can do with our kids or our grandkids that create memories. Yeah, that... well, I told you about the last time you and I went to Disneyland by ourselves, and we walked in the gate, we got the ticket, and I walked into the gate, and not too far from the entrance is a park, the beginning of, of Disneyland, and there was a bench underneath the flagpole. And so we started to walk down this street, and you said, wait a minute, let's go over and sit down. So we went over and we sat down on the bench. And I said, she said, I just, you said, I just want to enjoy the moment. And can you imagine that, a 12-year-old kid just sitting there on a bench at Disneyland, not wanting to go any further, but wanting to sit there and say, well, let's just enjoy the moment. I never forgot that. I see it right now in my mind. That's my I like that. Yep, yeah, I was going to say, I'm still like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I that story. Enjoy the moment. That so, yeah, that's definitely you, Gina. <laughs> and I forget everything. We just had that conversation a half an hour you ago. Know, huh, Donna? really cool, too, is even now you're still making those memories because I know Richard, she'll, she'll call me up and she'll say, you know, I just had the longest conversation with my dad, and he just said some things to me that made total sense. You know, she'll she'll be questioning something and she'll talk to you, and then she, it's like you put things into perspective at at sometimes for her, and and she'll share that with me. So you're still those memories are still being created. You know, we just don't realize it until after the fact, and we look back and say, oh my gosh, 
he said blah 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 but she does talk about you a lot especially after you've had some great conversation and it means the world to her so even though there was that time separation it's awesome that that you guys have this time now to make up for all that oh yeah i'm trying desperately to make the connection you know like you say a lot of lost years i mean that's the the biggest loss of my life was a time that i couldn't spend with gina you know I'm, we're right. talking about you, Gina. <laughs> I know you're there. <laughs> oh, I hung up. <laughs> like the third <laughs> person. Where are, where's Gina? Well, I'm right there. You know. <laughs> like one of the Seinfeld ski, you know, scenes. I'm talking. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cute. I think it's. I think it's nice when, you know, when we're able to, um, you know. When time goes by and you're able to reconnect with people, you know, because life's too short not to. And and I remember I took my daughter when I went to go see him. And the first time we walked in his house, Shay looked around and she hit me with the elbow. And I said, what? She goes, now I know where you get it from. (laughs) (laughs) And it was cute because he had old books and old movies. And, you know, we found out we had tons and tons in common. And I think sometimes that's important for families, even if you talk about grandparents, because I know I have a granddaughter that's a lot like me, more so than my kids were. You know, so generational, you know, personalities can skip, you know, from oh, their yeah. own kids onto Absolutely. their grandparents, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really fun when you get to reconnect. You know, even like you, Donna, going back and looking up the, what is it, the ancestry? Oh, yeah, genealogy stuff, yeah. Yeah, because you can go and you start seeing the history of where your family comes from. And, well, that's you know, like I just discovered, and I told you not too long ago, I just discovered my great-great-grandfather came from Ireland. And I, for all these years, I thought I was just English because my grandmother come from England. But then I figured, well, I must be English. Well, I found out that I'm Irish. So yesterday it was a, a very joyous day. <laughs> I didn't drink any green beer or anything, but I, I thought, wow, you know, I can celebrate this day. <laughs> Well, had I known that, I would have turned it into a St. Gina's Day party. (laughs) So Gina just, yeah, Gina just did the DNA test. And um, have you gotten back, Gina? Yeah, no, I haven't. I guess because of the high volume of DNA testing. (laughs) 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 It takes like six weeks. Well, I swear I'm Jewish, so we're we're bound to find (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me know about that one. I'm going to wear that one. Well, it comes from my mother's side, so I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your mother was Polish, right? Yeah, but I found out through her names that it's a long line. uh, Her last name of her mom and her, anyways, her grandmother, were um, they they were all buried in Jewish cemeteries. Oh, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear about that. I mean, that's really new. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you, it's kind what, of fun. So cool to see what she comes up with. It's it's so much fun to get that back and see all the different sections of Europe you come from. It's it's, uh-huh. it's incredible. It's so much fun. Did well, you yeah, do and yours? it's important too to know where you are yeah, because I, my name was Gina. Yeah, what was that? I, he was asking did, if I did, did mine, and yes, I did. You need to do one, Richard. It'd be fun to see how they connect. So that way Gina sees which side is her mom's and which side is from you. Oh, yeah. I didn't what, – what did it say, Gina? I mean, did it's just a Jewish factor and a Polish factor or what else? 
I mean, who am I speaking to here? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I, I don't want to say, you know. <laughs> no, it became. This is what this is what started it was. A couple years ago, what, four or five years ago, ten years ago, whatever, I was working with this woman that did real estate, and we were um, selling dental buildings, right? And uh-huh. so we went to lunch with this guy that was a dentist. He was a, a professor at UCLA. And so we're sitting there. He looked at me, and he said, um, what synagogue do you go to? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and he said, <laughs> well, you're, yeah, he said, well, you're Jewish, right? And I said, well, yeah, I want to be, but no, I'm just kidding. You know, I said, of course, you know. But he said, I said, no, I'm not Jewish. And he said, no, yes, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. He goes, trust me, you're, you're, you come from a line of Jewish people. I said, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. He goes, I'll bet you a million dollars. And I said, how? And, he, and what it was designed from was the mouth, was like my jaw and my teeth. <laughs> don't ask me how. But he said, uh, yeah. I have been studying you know, uh, nationalities, and everybody has a different jawline. Like I can tell you who comes from what country by their mouth. And I'm like, okay, fine. So, you know, so that started it. And then then three days later, I meet this other guy because I have, you know, my curly hair that comes from you. So my curly hair and my, like, darker skin, I don't know, my nose, I don't know what it was. But so many different things, they kept looking at me and saying, you're Jewish. Well, I called mom and said that. And all of a sudden, she got all excited and said, oh, yeah, we must be Jewish. (laughs) Mother said that. My mother, yeah. And so I started looking online of their last names, and we found... Um, relatives that were buried in Jew- Jewish cemeteries. So that's what started it. So then I kept telling Donna, you know, that I was Jewish, and so it became a joke. So as a gift, what, about a month ago, uh, yeah. I think Donna got tired of me, you know, me talking about it. She said, okay, fine, I got this. <laughs> for you. And it was the cutest thing. It's almost like when somebody plays the lottery and you buy them a ticket and you say, I really hope you win the lottery. Donna yeah, exactly. got this for me, and she said, "Gina, I really hope you're Jewish." She wants to be related to Jesus so badly. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, so now we just keep waiting. But every other day, I get this. It says exactly that. Due to the high volume, you know, of people that are sending in their DNA, you know, it's going to be another two weeks out. So. Yeah, oh, how long has it been? Years. Has it been almost two weeks? No, it's been, what, a month, Donna? Yeah, it usually takes six weeks. I know it took um, my daughter like six weeks to get hers back, too. Well, what do you have so to do? Do you have to send the blood something? Do you have to prick your finger and send them blood or what? No, you spit in a tube. It's, it's, it's through your saliva, and then you oh, send okay. it in. And it's really cool because it actually shows you on they a send map. You a kit? Yeah, yeah. It's just uh-huh. a little, all it is is a little bottle, and it tells you how to spit in this thing, and you add the solution, you shake it, and then you just. Oh, okay. Uh, but you have to go online. So yeah, well, if you I, need me to help you, I can I can help you. I can sign it Dana sign it up it. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't and then you, you do that? Have send me the kit, and I'll send it on over. Okay. But Richard, you yeah. know what's cool is it shows you a breakdown on a map of where your ancestors came from. And then it actually shows dates. And Gina hasn't seen this yet because she hasn't gotten hers back. But it shows the date that they actually moved from one place to another. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And the even cooler part, and this is even crazier, 
is that there's a breakdown online of who is related to you. You'll find first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth cousins that have done DNA tests that are related to you. And you kind of have wow. to figure out how you're related. And they will email you and say, hey, we're fifth cousins. Let's figure out how we are related. It's really cool. But I, I guess every so. time I look at that, I pray to God. I pray to God that I don't see an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I give all these children blood tests right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh my God! <laughs> I do. I have to hold my breath every time I look at, at that site. I'm like, Oh God, please don't be a don't be an old boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to pay any alimony checks either myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, that You're would be kind daughter. of fun. Yeah. I could have another sister have or brother out there. Somebody knocking on my door, back payments. <laughs> oh, it's That's hilarious. That's so funny. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And um, it's just cool to see where, so your Irish um, ancestry would absolutely pop up, but it'll show you the area of Ireland that I actually came from. So we're like County Cork and I think. Um, oh, you're like Irish County too? County Cork in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. My father. Oh my, maybe guys. we're relatives. I know. Maybe. We could be, <laughs> Gina. We could be related. Yeah, maybe we're fun. related. That would be, yeah. then we'd finally get on Oprah, on the Oprah <laughs> Network. <laughs> uh, how DNA, I met my long-lost relatives. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's really cool. We have to figure it out. So hopefully Gina's comes back and we're related somehow. That would be, that would be seriously. Oh, yeah, cool here I always thought I was an only child. I might have all kinds of brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and all I want to be is Jewish. That's all I want. <laughs> I like oh. to go, oh, Daddy was a little promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I, about the Jewish thing. That's really something. That's I know, right? Yeah, I th- that's fantastic. Let me know how that turns out. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I can it's be, really you know. cool. I can't wait for her to get hers back. I know. Not that it, you know, doesn't make a difference, but it's just so much fun to find out, you know? Yeah, Jewish, Polish, and Irish. I know. That would be... (laughs) What else snuck in there? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, my whole life, Donna, I was, you know, because my hair was really curly and my name was Dina Renee, when anybody asked me what I was, I would say Italian and Polish. Italian and Polish. (laughs) Because I didn't see my dad in 100 years. So then... I think, when was it? I was visiting my kids. Oh, and we were talking about this DNA thing. And I said, yeah, I think you had told me we were French or something, too. Did you say that? Uh, yeah, I think on my mother's side, there might be some French there. Yeah, so I was telling my kids, and my son looked at me and said, what happened to the, you being Italian? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I just thought I was. He goes, oh, my God, Mom, no wonder we're all screwed up. The information that you made <laughs> <laughs> the reason I think I thought I was Italian because, see, I was, I was always a big fan of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and the Rat Pack, and they all seemed to be Italian guys. And, and when I was in my 20s and everything, I sort of imitated them with my with my dress. You know, I always wore suits and ties and, and the whole thing. And so, and I always played a lot of Sinatra records and the whole thing. So I almost identified myself 
as a, as an Italian. In fact, some of the guys used to call me instead of Kempton, it was Kemptoni. <laughs> no Kim Tony, they would call me because of this thing, and I would play the drums. You know, I had a little group that played the drums in, in college, and uh, boy, I played that Italian thing up to the, you know, to the hill. <laughs> so that's probably where you got the. I think that's where your mother must have got the idea that I was Italian. I don't know because I was, you know, dark skinned more or less. I was always out in the sun, being in Southern California. So I always had a tan, and, you know, my hair was curly and a whole bit. So, uh, yeah, I'd wear these Italian silk suits. See, now you <laughs> so, know where I get know, the kids are telling to the a story, hill. Donna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what, though? You never know. You could be Italian. You just don't know it. That's why we need to do the DNA test. Yeah, that could be. Well, I can pretty yeah, much give you, like, half of what I am. <laughs> just add Italian to it. You know what's really crazy is online. So I have like a breakdown. There's Scandinavia, there's, you know, Ireland, Wales, London. So all these things pop up. And then there's the smaller percentages, like 1%. And on one of mine, the very last one, it said 1% Asian. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Chinese so much. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, there you go. So you never know. There could be that one or two percent Italian somewhere. Yeah, you never you never know. I'm excited to find I'm excited to get it back. Like I well, said, I look for it every day. It will show up on yours. If there is Italian, it will show up on yours as well. Well the the fantastic thing about this Frank Sinatra connection and Dean Martin, I only live about oh, three miles from, from where Sinatra's house was. And when he died they buried him. Oh, about five miles away from here. So I've been to his gravesite about nine times. I've, everybody I know, I've taken there. And I remember one time I was there, and this it was this You're couple from host. England. They were asking questions, so I started answering all their questions. And they looked at me. They finally stood still and said, "Well, do you work here? Are you the are you advisor to the Frank Sinatra grave?" And I said, "No, I've just been a fan." And they said, "Oh!" And then I told them where Frank Sinatra lived, and you know the whole thing about that. And they went away scratching their head. <laughs> Imagine a guy standing at a guy's grave, being a a, a tourist guide. <laughs> Oh, that's you know, Richard, that I am very good friends with Dean Martin's daughter, Dina Martin. She's been out here. Yeah, yeah, and she sings. Have you heard her sing? Oh, no. uh -uh. Yeah, look her up, Dina Martin. I'll have Gina send you a um, a couple of her songs. I'll send them to her. But she's she is so good and so beautiful. She looks just like her dad, and um, just. Yeah, very, very, and so nice. Her and her husband came here, and we took them over to Arlington National Cemetery because uh, her husband's father is buried there, and he had only been there one time when he was young. So he hadn't seen yeah. where his father was buried in years, so we did take them over there. So, yes, Gina, cemeteries are sometimes <laughs> places you yeah. do want to visit. Yeah. But yeah, oh my we gosh. took him over there. We kind of let him alone for a while, but it was a it was a beautiful experience just to be there with them and and actually, you know, watch him. Oh sure. Go up there and just sit with his dad for a while. It was pretty cool. Well, I remember when her brother got killed in the airplane here. When he uh, Dean oh, Martin's I, son. I yeah. That's and sad. They, they hit his son crashed into the same mountain that Frank Sinatra's mother did. 
They were both killed wow. on the same mountain, if you can believe that. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And moving right along with our program. Yeah, we, went, <laughs> we went from tell us the grandparents' story to people dying in mountains. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was a kid growing up in Ohio, we had this funeral home, and the name of it was Dooms Funeral Home, and that was their name, <laughs> Dooms. Can you believe that? And I remember it, their, their furniture store, or the, the funeral store was above a furniture store. <laughs> and so my mother took me in there. I must have been about five or six years old. And you know how little kids start to wander around? Well, I climbed the steps and I went upstairs on the second level. And I pulled back these curtains. And here was this whole room full of caskets. And I froze. <laughs> you know, I was in my mind. Here was all these open caskets. And boy, did I run down those steps. <laughs> I couldn't get out of Dooms' funeral home fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the name. <laughs> yeah, Dooms. You know, it was in Ripley's Believe It or Not. They used to, every Sunday, used to have Ripley's Believe It or Not. And that was one of the, the things they put in there. The Dooms? A funeral parlor? Dooms, yeah. Dooms Funeral Parlor. Oh I don't my know if gosh. it's there or not. <laughs> I don't know if it's there or not. <laughs> they must have passed on by now, I would imagine. I would, yeah, unless they had little dooms and continued on with their grandchildren. (laughs) A family business. Yeah. Yeah, usually that's what it is. I mean, who else would go into it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I'd want to grow up to be. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, I could pick a more cheerful thing, I think. Well, you don't have to deal with your customers. <laughs> yeah. It is scary when you think about it. Who grows up? I would think it is family passed down because I just don't know anybody that would want to do that for a living. I mean, I know there are people that do, but to me, it's just, ah, oh, no. I remember when my great aunt <laughs> passed away, we were just kids and we went and She was always kind of like a nagging lady. So we didn't know her that well, but we just, you know, we went with our parents. And so we had all our cousins there and my cousins from Chicago had shown up and this was in Tucson, Arizona. And we went up there and they were up front and they were getting super close to the open casket, just staring at her. And next thing I know, my cousin Jimmy's like trying to open her eyes. You know, he goes, He's like going, oh my God, her eyes are so shut. He goes, check this out. And he's like touching her and stuff. And we were like all running away. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Ann God rest your soul, lady. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I had a friend that she does hair. And she's like very successful doing hair. Very successful and owns her own salon. But she said that would be her perfect job to do hair and makeup. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because she oh. says, you know, people aren't her favorite, but she loves doing hair and makeup. <laughs> oh, my God. Because they don't complain. They don't complain. They don't talk You know, it's just all about the hair and makeup, looking somebody. And she, and she did say, she goes, it would be nice to make, you know, people look their very best, you know, well, on the worst day of everybody else's sure. life. What's that? She wouldn't get any complaints if she screwed up. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly, right? It's like 
They aren't going to walk sure out on you. Yeah, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would be a good place to do your schooling because then you could cut hair. It wouldn't matter, right? <laughs> well, that's where surgeons yeah, go, right? Oh, well. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, you have to because, there's, like you said, you're not going to – you have to do a lot of that stuff because that's where yeah. people learn how to do stuff, you know? And have gray hairs, we're all going to end up there one day. <laughs> yeah, gray hairs, we are going to end up there. I told my kids they need to cremate me, and I want to be, since I have three kids, I want to be put in three urns. I want my picture on all those urns, my face. <laughs> and I want them to take me everywhere. I said, you strap me in the oh, car. I want to be sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> put me under the tree at Christmas time, Brett. Keep me involved with all the festivities. They're like, you're sick, Mom. I'm like, no. That would make a good TV show. It would, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. You just came up with another TV show, Gina. They'd carry these laws around with them wherever they went. <laughs> carry your mom around? What, what do you call it? Mama's boy? Restaurants. <laughs> put them on the it's table, have a chair for them and everything. Dead. Oh, my gosh. That would be. You could have this married couple and this guy who loves his mother. Called Mama's Boy, and he takes uh-huh. her everywhere they go. And how this urn interrupts the family <laughs> oh, relationship. How the wife and the husband fight over this urn and where they're going and how they're going. Oh my gosh, it could be a comedy. Yeah. There you go. I think we just came up with a new show. I think so too. We need to get on that in our spare time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Seriously. I mean, think oh, God. Yeah, that would be a good show. Yeah. Well, we are. I'm out of coffee. Are you, Gina? I'm out of coffee too. Yeah. That means we're wrapping up the show, Richard. I expect you next week. You're a comedy <laughs> host. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? Um. Who me? Well, who me? Yeah. Ancestry. What do you want to talk about next week? You pick the topic. What do you want? It's party lines. So you pick the topic next week. What do you want to talk about? Oh gosh, I don't know. I have to go rehearse. I can't can't think of anything right now. I, I, it's it's been so great okay, talking Richard, to you guys. Call, and e. call Gina and let her know what the topic is going to be next week because you definitely have to join us. This has been such a blast. And you know what? <laughs> My dad needs to be on Tarek's show. You know why? Because he is a baseball enthusiast. He played in oh. the minor. What, what did you, the minor, what's that? No, I played in the Pony League World Series back in yeah, Pennsylvania when I was 14. No way! That is yeah. so cool! And yeah, that was a big is his time in my, time in my life. I, we went first class all the way. We had a parade through downtown San Bernardino, and then we got on a train and spent two or three days on the train, and we'd go into the dining car, and we'd just sign our name. Then we went to Chicago, and they took us to a Chicago White Sox game, and we'd go into a restaurant, and we'd just sign our name, and then we went on to Washington, Pennsylvania. And Joey Brown, the comedian, he was there at a banquet. And then we played the World Series, got back on the train, went to Chicago, and they wanted us to play on a a team outside of Chicago. So we got on those elevated trains and went out to a little farm town and played these guys and got back on went back to California, and when we got back to California, you know, there was hundreds of people waiting at the train station. That's something you never get over when you're, you know, 14 years old. Oh, no, I can't even imagine. You should go yeah. on his show and talk about that because he's really big about talking about um, uh, 
coaching and things like that. And, and especially with the younger kids, I mean, you could talk about what you learn from your coaches as well. And, and he's just, a, he's a great um, host for one of our shows. And, and right now he's at spring training with the Dodgers, but his biggest thing is working with kids and, you know, at the younger level talking about just coaching and what they learned and, and how you can, as a, as a parent, cause there's a lot of parents that are just so violent these days too. You know, they yell yeah, at that's the, kids. that's the big problem with it. Winning's everything. And it's really nothing when it comes to sports. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, we'll have to have you on that show. Okay guys. Well, Richard, thank you for joining us. You are like the most awesome co-host ever. <laughs> well, I, I was just planning to sneak in and listen. <laughs> I know. I well, told Donna that. I go, you see this you. number? And then I'm like, no, on. put them on. <laughs> 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 if I told you I was going to put you on, you went to call in. So see how that works? <laughs> uh, there's a ham in me a little bit. <laughs> I knew that. I knew well, I was safe. I love it. Well, we're doing it next week. We're doing it again. So you got to be there. Okay. I'll write you down on my schedule. (laughs) I'll talk to my agent. Maybe they can contact you. (laughs) I'll have my people talk to your people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, our our people can do lunch or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Talk to you later, sports fans. Okay, Okay. talk to you later. Bye-bye, Richard. Bye-bye. Bye, Dad. Oh, my God, he is so cute, Gina. I love him. I know. Isn't he? He is awesome. He's definitely a perfect co-host for us. He just rolls right along with whatever we're talking about. Oh, I know. And that's been the fun part of getting to know him. We have so much in common. He was a writer, too, Donna. He wrote for sports magazines and different things. Yeah. It's kind of fun, huh? Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, we have to talk about what we're going to talk about next week and I guess we're going to wait to hear from him and then I will just post it online and everybody will know what we're going to talk about next week. Sounds perfect. Okay, Mama. Okay, Glamma. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Okay, we're done. I love you so much. I love you too and I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye everyone. Thank Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We hope you can join us next week on The Parting Line. We don't know what the topic's going to be, but we definitely want you to help us co-host. So come on and join the fun.